Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood, here on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller, here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe filled with ancient warriors of unparalleled talent. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of it as an audiobook of League stories and lore put together by yours truly. This week's story is yet another fan request, Jax, Grandmaster at Arms. Are you ready for my terrible impression? Strength and will are what make a weapon. Runeterra's greatest weapon master, Jax is the only survivor of the Kohati, champion sworn to the defense of Akathia. But when the Void was unleashed against the Shuriman Empire's ascended host, Akathia was destroyed, leaving Jax without a home or purpose. He gathered the last light of Akathia, a symbol of his hope to one day defeat the Void, and now travels the world, searching for warriors strong enough to face the coming darkness by his side. I just wanted to say again, y'all, thank you so much for the support and just even the kind words that you're sharing. It's a delight to hear that my storytelling through these great things that other people have written makes your lives a little better. So I just started up school. I'm a teacher. I teach logic and math. And, you know, it's kind of that time of the year where we're shifting back into some norms after a couple years of insanity. Um, New world for sure, but maybe getting back to some semblance of normal. So Hopefully, it'll kick off and this little piece of your life through my stories can keep encouraging you if things don't turn or whatever. So, thanks again. Um, I'm still trying to figure out when we're going to do some of those other short stories, but I think I know how I'm going to fit in one of those others. But anyway, thanks again for listening. Now for our uh, biography. Forgive me on some of these names. This one's rough. Saijax Kale Rinks Ikathun grew up in Akathia, a satrapy of the Shurriman Empire. Ever since he was a boy, his father told him of when their home was a proud, independent nation, before it was ground under the heel of Shuriman oppression. He told him of the Kohari, heroes who protected Akathia and its mage king. The Mage King had resisted Shurima's conquest, but when he died in battle, his Kohari protectors followed him, committing ritual suicide. The Shuriman Emperor displayed the Kohari's decaying bodies for all to see, and the Mage King himself was impaled above the city gates, his bones left to molder. Saijak's father had witnessed this cruel act, and over time he passed down to his son the burning resentment that was growing in every Akathian heart. Even so, Saijax committed himself to the study of arms, learning from Shurima's weapon masters as well as his own clan's elders. After many centuries of Shuriman rule, a massive earthquake struck the coastal province of Sabera. The destruction revealed something hidden deep beneath the earth something dark and of great 
power, perhaps strong enough even to overcome Shurima's godlike ascended warriors. Sajax was entrusted with protecting the Akathian mages who encountered this discovery, which the guards just barely contained with brazier staves that blazed with conjured elemental fire. Disturbed, he escorted the mages to the governing council so that they could tell of what they had learned. They called this power the Void. Immediately, the council recognized its potential, but Sajak saw the doom the Void portended. As a master of weaponry, he knew the danger of using a weapon they could neither fully understand nor safely harness. He regretted that he didn't kill the mages as they rode from Sabera. He would regret it even more in the days to come. Confident that the Void could defeat their Shuriman overlords, the council crowned a new mage king. The Kohari were rebuilt, with Sajaks among the first to join their ranks. They triumphed in early engagements, and Sajaks even killed one of the vaunted ascended in battle, watching with pride as its corpse was paraded around the liberated city of Baijek. When the ascended host approached Ekathia, Sajax and his brethren assembled on the front lines. As the two armies churned the earth beneath them into crimson loam, Ekathia's mages and priests deemed the time had come to unleash the void. Ruin swept over the land as Akathians, Shuremans, and even Ascended were unraveled from existence. The city's walls collapsed as the void swallowed thousands into cold, silent oblivion. In moments, Akathia was lost. Sajax rode to the ruined crater where the void had been summoned, determined to fall upon his sword like the Kohati of old. But before he could take his life, he saw among the devastation a discarded brazier stave that he recognized from Sabera. It still blazed with elemental fire that harmed the void. This flame kindled a spark in Sajax's heart. He took up the stave and left behind the ruins of his homeland, tending to this last light of Akathia he hoped it represented. Grieving and ashamed, Sajax Kalrinks Kohari Kathun forsook his old name, and from that day on was known only as Jax. He became a wanderer, traveling across the known world into places beyond any map. As he bore the elemental fire, Jax's life extended beyond even the expectations of his long-lived people. Yet the farther he went from Akathia, the lower the flame burned until it threatened to gutter out once and for all. Jax understood with grim resolution that he couldn't run from his past. He had a duty to return and fight. The advance of the void had been halted by the last surviving ascended, but its singular threat endured. For centuries since, Jax has roamed, a vagabond warrior searching for those strong enough to rebuild the Kohati, Though he has fought countless times against beings of great skill, courage, and power, none have yet convinced him that they can match the coming darkness. The fall of Akathia has plagued Jax with doubt, but one thing remains. When that final battle comes, 
Jacks will stand against the void, even if he has to do it alone. Today's story is entitled, None Shall Pass, and it is written by Graham McNeil. Jack sat cross-legged at the center of the bridge with his long-hafted polearm resting on his knees. Demacia had not changed much since he had last traveled this way, but that didn't surprise him. Its people zealously protected their borders, which had turned them into pretty decent fighters. Well... Some of them, anyway, he thought, wiping a spot of blood from the softly glowing head of the lamppost. He flicked the droplet over the parapet into the river below and and reached into his robe to pull out his third hard-boiled egg of the day. Tapping it on the cobbles, he slowly peeled the shell as he heard the warriors at the end of the bridge try to decide which of them he would face next. Jax lifted his mask and bit into the egg. He took a deep breath, tasting sun-ripened crops on the wind and freshly turned earth from the expanse of farmland stretching off to every horizon. Jax sighed. To see a realm at peace made him homesick for a land that no longer existed. He shook off the chill of memory, knowing thoughts of Acathia would only distract him. His robes were heavy, but the sun's warmth didn't reach the mottled and oddly hued skin beneath. No part of his flesh was visible, which was probably just as well. He wasn't even sure what his skin looked like anymore. A cold wind scuttled over the snow-capped mountains to the north, and a distant storm disgorged rain over distant fields and settlements. Where jacks came from... There was little in the way of clouds, and even less by rain. Perhaps the storm would come south and make the cobbles of the bridge slippery. Hmm, that might make this more challenging for him. It would also make things more difficult for his opponents, and perhaps that was no bad thing. After all, a warrior worthy of fighting at his side and the battles against the monsters from beyond would need to be adaptable. He heard the clatter of armor and the whisper of a blade-cutting air. "'Stand and face me!' ordered a powerful voice. Jax held up a finger while he finished his egg. He licked his lips, then settled his mask back over his face before looking up at the warrior standing before him. The man was powerfully built, broad of shoulder and thick of arm, armored head to foot and gleaming warplate of burnished steel. He carried a double-edged hand-and-a-half-sword. And it looked like he knew how to use it. Jax approved. You seem like a man who knows how to hew iron birch trees all day and still have energy left for a tavern brawl, said Jax. I'll not waste words with you, monster, said the warrior, assuming the same fighting stance all the others had. (sighs) Jax sighed disappointed the defeat of the 15 men before this one hadn't taught them anything. Monster, he said, rising to his feet in one smooth motion. I could show you monsters, but I fear you wouldn't live long enough to tell anyone what a real monster looks like. He swung his lamppost around to loosen the muscles in his shoulders. Not that he needed to. 
He'd been fighting on and off for the last four hours, and it might make the man facing him feel like he had at least a chance of winning this duel. For de Masia! shouted the swordsman, and he attacked with the same tired, predictable strikes all the others had. The man was fast and strong enough to wield the sword in one hand. Jack swayed aside from the first blow, ducked the second, and parried the third. He spun inside the swordsman guard and hammered his elbow against the side of his helmet. The helmet buckled, and the man went down on one knee with a grunt of pain. Jax gave him a moment to still the ringing in his head. The man tore off his helm and dropped it to the bridge. Blood matted the side of his head, but Jax was impressed at how the man controlled his anger. Demacians had always been sticklers for discipline, so he was glad to see that hadn't changed. The man took a steadying breath and attacked again, a series of blisteringly fast cuts that went high and low, a mixture of sweeping slashes, lightning thrusts, and overhead cuts. Jax parried them all. His lamp post in constant motion as it deflected the Demacian's blade and delivered stinging, bruising reposts to the man's arms and legs. He fainted left and hooked his lamp post under the opponent's legs, putting him flat on his back. He jabbed the butt of his post into the man's belly, doubling him up and leaving him gasping for air. Had enough yet? asked Jax. I can swap hands if it makes it easier. A Demosian would rather die than take succor from an enemy, said the warrior, lurching to his feet. The man's stoic facade was crumbling in the face of Jax's mockery, and when he attacked again it was with a ferocity untempered by discipline and skill. Jax ducked a risky beheading strike and switched to a one-handed grip on his lamp post. He spun his weapon under the man's sword and rolled his wrist. The Demopocene's warrior's sword was wrenched from his grasp and flipped through the air. Jax caught it deftly in his free hand. Nice little weapon, he said, spinning the blade in a dazzling series of master fencer strokes. Whoa, lighter than it looks. The Demosian drew his dagger and rushed him. Jax shook his head at this foolishness. He threw the sword from the bridge and sidestepped the series of blistering fast thrusts. He ducked a sweeping cut and caught a thunderous right cross in his open palm. He nodded toward the river. I hope you can swim, he said, twisted his wrist, lifting the armored warrior from his feet and flipping him over the bridge's parapet. The man splashed down into the river and Jax planted his lamppost in the cobbles. Who's next? he said. That would be me, said a woman, dismounting a gray gelding at the end of the bridge. Her horse's flanks were lathered with sweat, her cloak dusty from a hard ride. She wore a silver steel breastplate, and a long-bladed sword was scabbarded on her hip. She marched past the men at the end of the bridge and strode toward him, moving with a perfect economy of motion, utterly in balance and supremely confident in her skill. Her features were angular and patrician, framed by dark hair streaked with crimson. Her eyes were cold and unforgiving. They promised only death. Who are you? asked Jax, intrigued. My name is Fiora of House Laurent, she said, drawing her weapon, a dueling saber that gleamed with a perfect edge. And this, this is my bridge. 
Jax grinned beneath his mask. Finally, an opponent worth fighting. I feel like his biography had more stuff that I would want to pull from, like that lamp in the midst of darkness being hope. But uh, my throat is dying. This was my first full week back to school, and it's been full. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. If you've got friends that you think would enjoy this, by all means, tell them about it. Otherwise, I'll catch you next week on the flip side.